me a lot I won't be able to deal with. But I'm sitting here strong, letting you know, chin up, chest out there. I'm straight. My kids, we good. Because like I said, we led by the spirit and not by the flesh. Are we hurt? Yes. We're human. We got emotions. My children know God is real. Ain't that right, baby? Don't you know that? Don't you know we God-fearing? Ain't, ain't, ain't mama with us. And we gonna keep going. Know that. And I want everybody in here, if you don't take nothing from today, man, I don't care whatever you going through in life, listen, man, find your relationship with God. She had a beautiful soul. She was a great mother. I'm talking about super great mother. Motherfucking boy, King Known Uncensored, and the Denver Nuggets are your 2023 NBA champions, y'all. Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. Nikola Jokic is the finals MVP. Much deserved. More on that momentarily, though. We got some quick hit stories for y'all. Let's get to them, man. The Portland Trailblazers have shown interest in DeAndre Ayton. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why. I think that's the wrong guy to go after. I think they should go after Carl Anthony Towns myself. I don't think Denver has an asset. I mean, unless it's like two bench players or something. You could trade Nasir Little. (laughs) And, uh... What's the white boy name? Drew Eubanks. You can, you can, you can do that trade <laughs> for DeAndre Ayton. I know, I know Denver. I mean, I know I'm not Denver, but Phoenix. I know Phoenix management can't wait to dump him off. Shit, I do a Drew Eubanks. <laughs> now I see a little trade for DeAndre Ayton. That's what he really worth. At the end of the day, I don't know why Damian Lillard wants somebody like that. But, however. 
in DeAndre Ayton's offense, maybe now that the bad guy Monty Williams is out of the picture, maybe he'll play like he he got some sense because ever since he got chewed out during that 2021 finals, their relationship had not been the same. Man, this story pisses me off a little bit. So, DJ Drama was allegedly robbed in Toronto by allegedly Drake fans. Because I guess they robbed him for his jewelry and they and the and the uh robbers were seen with the chains and flaunting the chains. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah. We robbed DJ Drama. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? That's gangster. <laughs> That's hard. That's whore hammy. You think you whore hammy? That's that's gangster. Robbing a DJ who never advocated any gangster anything. Who never even came out and said that I shoot niggas, I'm a thug, I'm a gangbanger, none of that shit. That's gangster to y'all. Robbing a DJ of his jewelry. That's tough, right? Canada niggas is weak, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced. The, 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 only, the only tough Canada nigga we saw him tonight win a championship. All the rest of y'all, Canada niggas is not tough, man. <laughs> like, that's, that's thugged out. Robbing a DJ? That's not gangster. Like, those people that are bragging and trying to do this on behalf of Drake, because I guess... DJ Drama once made comments that Drake isn't Gangsta Grills material. And he's not. Drake doesn't need Gangsta Grills. Drake is a pop star. Drake and DJ Drama don't even sound good together, my boy. Drake is too good for the mixtape, bro. I think that's probably the perspective he was speaking on. I don't think he was being malicious in his statements. So I guess Drama had some shows or something in, 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 in Canada and he got robbed for his jewelry, allegedly. My comments on this is very simple. That's not tough at all. That's not gangster. Robbing somebody that's not even like a horror head like that. That's not even like portraying a thug image. So that's a major L for Toronto here. And speaking of Toronto... Fred Van Vliet is expected to decline his $22.8 million player option and leave the Toronto Raptors in free agency this season. Chicago, Orlando, New Orleans, Houston, and the Lakers all make sense as the teams that are going to pursue Van Vliet. Honesty is always the best policy, and I pride myself on being honest on my show. Fred Van Vliet is a fucking idiot for declining that option. You're not going... I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Orlando could probably give him like a shit ton of money. I feel like Chicago could give him a shit ton of money. I think Houston could overpay for him. But I'm going to be honest. Fred Van Vliet honestly isn't worth $22 million per year. He's just not. He is just uh, an, a, a, a mid basketball player. He just mid. 
He's not anything special. From a technical standpoint, he's a sixth man. He's just like Reggie Jackson. He's just like Bobby Jackson. He's just like Benny Johnson. He's just like, um, what's the boy name? That come off the bench and just like that bitch. He's just like JR was. JR Smith. Fred Van Vliet is, is not really like a starter for real. He can start on certain rosters, but he's undersized. So guys that play his position tend to, you know, pause, take advantage of Fred Van Vliet on the offensive end of the ball. But Van Vliet, I think that's kind of dumb. He should have just stayed in Toronto one more year and then just became a regular free agent. Now, however, if Van Vliet is interesting, I mean, is interested in winning, the Lakers and New Orleans makes the most sense here out of these five teams here. But Chicago could use him. They need a point guard bad. Pat Bev ain't going to do it. And I think him starting alongside Levine and DeRozan would help a little bit. But it doesn't put Chicago in the championship contention. They lost in the play-in last year in an embarrassing fashion. Orlando, they got a lot of guards. I don't know how they're going to pull that off and make that happen. But, I mean, the question is, is Van Vliet gambling on his worth? Because I'm going to tell you something, man. That dude is barely hanging on to top 100 player status to me. He's not worth $22 million. And I don't know if a team is going to give him more than $23 million a year. It's no way in hell that he deserves that money. Because he was trying to get Tyler Hero money. But Tyler Hero is better than Fred Van Vliet. You're not, you don't deserve that money. I'm not saying that get paid, young nigga, get paid. But I'm just talking about me. He's probably worth 15, 16 M's, maybe, at the maximum. But Drake Van Vliet is a mid pack at best. The Houston Rockets could pursue Kyrie Irving if they can't land James Harden in free agency. Kyrie actually visited the Rockets because I think this is like Kyrie's first year where he's ever been a legitimate free agent where he actually went to uh, teams. He's always been traded his entire career. Cleveland traded him to Boston. Boston traded him to Brooklyn. But Kyrie has a decision to make in free agency. Do you want to get paid or do you want to take a pay cut and win a championship? 
those are the million dollar questions that Kyrie has to ask himself. He's made a shit ton of money throughout his career. The goal for him is to win more championships. And honestly, he has the best chance of doing that in Dallas with Luka Doncic. Just give the uh, management team over there in Dallas a chance to build a team around you and Luka Doncic. Houston Rockets playing material maybe you'll be kind of like in the same boat that you was last year I mean a Kyrie Jalen Green backcourt could be something though then you got that young team you got a draft pick you know what I'm saying this year you got Jabari you got uh Tari Eason, you got Shingun, like but it's all about what they put around Kyrie but I highly doubt that the Rockets actually land Kyrie Irving unless he wants to get money and get paid an NBA reporter by the name of Kevin O'Connor that's my source He says that my league sources say that Portland's interest in building around Damian Lillard is genuine. The front office is exploring deals for the number three pick and is also open to moving Anthony Simons. I mean, this has been reported before. Could they move the number three pick? Could they be moving Anthony Simons? Or could they move both at the same damn time for a superstar player like a Carl Anthony Towns? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Carl Anthony Towns is worth the number three overall pick, in my opinion. And that's it. But obviously, you know, Anthony Simons just got paid. So, I mean, an Anthony Simons and Anthony Edwards backcourt would be ridiculous. Because I like Anthony Simons' possible ceiling. Like, he has the ability to be a number two option on a basketball team. And we wouldn't want to waste Anthony Simons' prime years on a mid-team like Portland. When Portland could gain an all-star in Cat. That would be a good building block to start, in my opinion. The Golden State Warriors are allegedly a potential destination for Chris Paul. So, hmm, that's a very interesting thought here. My thoughts are... If Paul, if the Warriors decide to get Chris Paul, right, they're definitely moving pool. They're getting pulled the fuck up out of here. And they're probably going to try to win one more championship alongside Chris Bad Luck Paul. Because, man, a lot of his former teammates got championships, man. You know, especially with DeAndre Jordan winning a ring tonight. <laughs> I know he got to be sick, boy. I bet you don't get it. Bet you don't get it. I hope you don't get it. <laughs> Head ass nigga. 
<laughs> but they're definitely getting Jordan Poole the fuck up out of here if they decide just to nab Chris Paul. His role would be crazy, man. Him, Chris Paul, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Kevon Looney. That'd be a good little starting lineup. They'd be a little undersized, but they've won championships doing small ball shit before. And a Chris Paul, I mean, if healthy, and a Steph Curry backcourt could be pretty fun, if you ask me. Rui Hashimura had some comments on his upcoming free agency. He says, I don't know my future, but I just want to be somewhere where I can be happy. The Lakers have been good, and we're going to see. That sounds like he leaving L.A. for some more cheese. Now, a team that could use them. There are lots of teams that could use this guy. I mean, the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, who could use a wing? Hell, the Detroit Pistons could use Rui Hashimura. Um, The Orlando Magic could use him. Houston Rockets, the Indiana Pacers could use Rui Hashimura. It's a lot of teams. I mean, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I think every team but the Washington Wizards right now could use Rui Hashimura because the Wizards didn't know how to use his motherfucking ass the first time. But him making these dry-ass comments about the Lakers, though, bro, it doesn't sound like that nigga coming back next year. This Lakers shit was a tryout so that that nigga could secure a bag. Now, the speaking of the Portland Trailblazers making moves, they are planning on re-signing Jeremy Grant. The Portland Trailblazers fully intend to build their roster around Damian Lillard. That includes retaining a free agent and trying to add outside talent. Reports are that Portland plans to re-sign Grant as part of their efforts to build around Lillard. He averaged 20 and a half points per game with the Blazers, shooting 48% from the field, 40% from three-point land. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I'm 50-50 on this. I would honestly let Jeremy Grant walk. But looking at the list of free agents, they're not getting James Harden. Even though, if I'm Portland, that's a motherfucker I want to look at. That's a person I'd be chasing after. And then if the Harden thing don't work, then you re-sign Grant. Because after Harden and Kyrie Irving, there is just a bunch of mid-packs left. Just guys that can fill roles on different rosters. But, um, I mean, I guess signing a nigga like Jeremy Grant is all right. Resigning him. What position will he play would be the, the, the million dollar question. He going to play the two guard, the three, the four. I mean, if you were to re-sign Grant, how much space do they have and can they fit a Carl Anthony Towns, a James Harden around Dame? You know, Damian Lillard is actually recruiting players 
to the Portland Trailblazers. They're really trying to build a foundation because they're in, a, you know, the Blazers GMs and the front office are in emergency mode because if they don't do right by Lillard, he's out of there. But more on Dame later. Seth Curry is potentially interested in joining the Charlotte Hornets. I have no idea why this man want to do this to himself. Maybe he wants more minutes. I can't blame him. And then plus his daddy played for the Charlotte Hornets. So I wouldn't be surprised if Seth follows in his pop's footsteps. Seth Curry had comments related to this. He said, I've always loved the Hornets. If I wasn't in the league, that would be my favorite team. So we'll see what happens. You're always thinking about it. Growing up a Hornets fan, watching my dad play, you always think about one of us wearing that number 30 Hornets jersey in the modern era. Like I always say, you never know in this league. If that's where you want to be, dog, you could go there. But if I'm Seth, I want to be a six-man on a championship roster, my boy. That's just me. I want to win something. But Seth is a role player, so he has that role player mindset. He's not necessarily really focused on rings because he's not a franchise player. He's just a guy that can make an NBA roster and flourish in a shooting role. Western Conference General Manager labels Dante DiVincenzo as a possible Lakers Lakers target via Lakers Daily. I mean, if they could steal Dante from Golden State, that would be interesting. He would be huge for the Lakers, in my opinion. This is a guy that is very reliable. He's a 3 and D player. Very solid player, in my opinion. Now, this is a very interesting story. There could be a possible Chris Paul for James Harden sign and trade reportedly in the fold here. And this could be very real. Chris Paul on the Philadelphia 76ers. That would be fun. A Chris Paul, Tyrese Maxey backcourt. Wonder how Philly fans feel about this one. Wow. Hey, man, I say make that shit happen, in my opinion. I mean, these are two guys that are that mirror each other, and they were once teammates, and they both do the same fucking thing. Do all this work in the regular season to get hurt in the playoffs or to disappear in the playoffs. So that's an even swap. They both make around the same money. Hard and going to Phoenix would be a problem, I tell you. A problem. Damn. I mean, he's played with Kevin Durant before, so they they have chemistry. Then you got D-Book. I mean, I've said this before, like on the last show, like Harden seems like more of a realistic fit. And he could play that point guard role, averaging 20, 10, while D-Book averaged 26, 6, and 6. KD averaged 24, 6 and 6 
That'd be a solid trio. Now, Boosie and Vlad had an interview talking about BG, rapper BG. You know, and they are hinting that he's getting out. Like, there's been conflicting reports about rapper BG, who's been incarcerated the last 15, 16 years. You know, if you're unfamiliar with who BG is, he was a very popular rapper in the late 90s on the flourishing Cash Money Records label. He was in a group with Lil Wayne and Juvenile called the Hot Boys. And they made countless hit records. BG also has hit records of his own. And he left Cash Money to do the independent music thing and obviously was arrested on weapons charges. And that's what he ended up eventually going to jail for. But um, I think that Boosie is talking about, and Vlad was possibly talking about BG's possible transition into a halfway house. He's still locked up. He has not been released yet. But, you know, obviously Boosie's been thinking about forming a group with BG and some other rappers. So we'll see about uh, what that's about. You know, because I've been trying to wonder, I'm like, okay, you remember that report came out a few months ago where I thought BG was out. And, um, you know, um, I'd be happy once BG gets out. Now, this is the funniest news. Before we get to the finals, right, this is the funniest story that I've seen all day. And let's have a laugh together, man. A big hearty laugh. Killian Hayes has the nerve to ask for the Pistons for an extension. (laughs) Get all the way the fuck out of here, Killian. You were a first round draft pick that is below even the mid pack. You've been mediocre. Your whole tenure as a Piston. Has this man even averaged 10 points a game? Like, and he was a starter for a couple of these years, you know? You were drafted number eight overall. And has not, and you have not lived up to that draft position. You, at best, are a G League player, in my opinion. A 15th man on a roster. You maybe could make a roster... Killian had moments last year where he was okay. He showed that he could play a little bit. We've seen the flashes of potential. I honestly feel like Killian Hayes should have went to college or played overseas another three, four years to get his weight up before he went to the NBA. And now you see, like, what underdevelopment looks like when you should work on your game. But you have the benefit of being on a mediocre team. If he was on the Warriors, he would have ended up like James Wiseman. No disrespect to James Wiseman. But you would have been thrown away for five second-round picks. But an extension? What type of extension is you looking for? Shit, man. You, you, You know what he deserves. The same money that he was making during his rookie contract. 
because he's a he's he's at, he's he's mediocre. He ass. I just I hope the Pistons do the right thing and just cut this motherfucker. And last but totally not least, before we get into the game five closeout. Shout out to DC Young Fly, man. I should have did this at the beginning of the show. I apologize at, in advance. But um, shout, shouts go, go out to DC Young Fly and his family, man. That's a strong nigga. That nigga's a strong nigga, man. I watched that speech, man. He didn't break down. He held his chin up. He was proud of his lady. He honored her right. He didn't write the speech down or nothing. I mean, but he a comedian. So, you know, that stage presence and the ability to articulate himself in a freestyle kind of way is not came natural to him. That nigga could be a preacher low key. I mean, he a God fearing nigga. You know what I mean? And just my prayers and thoughts go out to him, man. You know, just knowing that he's straight is, is is good enough for me. You know, I don't know the nigga nothing like that. You know, I just have empathy, you know what I mean? For somebody that went through traumatic things, you know what I'm saying? Such as that. Now, let's get to this game, man. Game five. The Denver Nuggets win the NBA championship as they defeated the Miami Heat 94-89 in a slugfest. Before we get to my full analysis of this game, let's get to the box scores. Jimmy, Jimmy Busted, because he ain't Jimmy Buckets tonight, he's Jimmy Busted. I had other uh, titles for it, but that was pause. But Jimmy Busted shot 5 of 18 and had 21 points. But for the first three and a half quarters, this dude had single digits. Don't let that 21 fool you know. Bam at a bio. This guy kept this team in the game. 20 points, 12 rebounds. Max Struess finally decided to show up and score 12 points and had 8 rebounds. Caleb Martin had 10 points. Kyle Lowry, he was big in this game. 12 points and 9 assists. Tyler Hero did dress tonight, but uh, Eric Spolstra decided not to put him in the game. I don't know whose decision was that, but uh, it obviously doesn't matter now. Let's move on to Denver as Michael Porter Jr. had obviously his best game of the series. Didn't shoot it particularly well, but he had Michael Porter Jr. had 16 points and 13 rebounds. He was huge tonight. Nikola Jokic, the finals MVP. 28 points, 16 rebounds. Jamal Murray didn't really play that well until the fourth quarter. Uh, 14 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Bruce Brown had 10 points. 
Contavious Caldwell Pope had 11 points. My overall thoughts of this game, man. First off, the referees, yo, man, I am convinced the NBA really hates the Denver Nuggets because in that Lakers series, they were clearly favoring the Lakers. They were clearly calling fucked up shit for Denver. In this series in Miami, I think it was game three and game five, the referees were horrible. There were so many missed calls for Denver because Aaron Gordon was getting fouled the fuck out of. He was getting knocked out of the air. He was getting elbowed, no call. He was getting pushed out of the air, no call. Jokic was getting elbowed and ham and and, and and stonewalled in the paint. Pause. It's like, God damn. Refs definitely swallowed their whistle in this game. It was horribly called, especially that Jimmy Butler three at the end where he got those three free throws he didn't deserve. I was like, God damn, they clearly want this series to be longer than five games. I was like, God damn. That was just... Because Denver had these niggas. The the heat was done. They were quitting. Like, Jimmy busted, man. Jimmy Butler, I mean, we got to tell the truth about this guy. Jimmy Butler's not a superstar. He's a star player that has superstar moments. Tell the truth. Like Will Smith said in concussion, tell the truth. Tell the truth. Jimmy Butler is not a superstar. He's barely a top 15 player in the league. But however, I do admire the job that he did throughout the playoff run. This is, despite him having the worst game of the playoffs, don't let those 21 points fool you. Jimmy Butler... Jimmy Buckets was Jimmy Busted tonight. He passed up so many shot opportunities. This dude choked. Jimmy Butler choked tonight. He is the reason why the Miami Heat are going home losers tonight. There's no one else you can blame. Bam Adebayo showed up tonight. Kyle Lowry showed up tonight. Matt Struess showed up tonight. Jimmy Butler did not. He wasn't aggressive until the fourth quarter. He was just... That dude has chest congestion. That man needs the Heimlich maneuver. He was awful. He was mediocre. And a shell of himself, he wasn't the same guy that I seen in the first three rounds. He was awful. And I'm pretty sure that, I mean, knowing the Jimmy Butler that I know, he's going to take accountability for losing this game and losing this series. Now, if I'm Jimmy Butler, you know the first person I'm FaceTiming? Dame Lillard. I'm begging Dame Lillard like Draymond Green begged 
Kevin Durant to come to Golden State. I'm begging Jimmy Butler, Bradley Beal, look like somebody else. Because Jimmy and Bam ain't good enough to do it. It's clear. Denver was just the better and more well-rounded team. This Denver team had been together for about two years, two, three years, roughly. Jamal Murray and Jokic have been together their entire careers. You had a champion like Contavious Caldwell Pope, a journeyman like Jeff Green. And oh, yeah, man, I want to shout out Jeff Green and Ish Smith in particular because these two guys, I know Ish Smith didn't play a minute, I understand. But their journeys through the league, they've been on multiple teams. Like both of them, I think, have been on 10 teams or more, if I'm not mistaken. And then, you know, Jeff Green had that heart surgery, you know? And for him to overcome that and win a championship is just beautiful to see. Christian Braun. Christian Braun made history. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen this before. But I have never seen a player win a national championship the year before and win an NBA championship their first year in the NBA. That's an amazing accomplishment for uh, Christian Braun. But um, shout out to Christian Braun, no man. Like that's a crazy accomplishment. And this young man did have a good game. He did show up in, uh, I believe it was game four, where he had 15, 16 points. He was amazing. But Ish Smith, then, you know, you got Reggie Jackson. He didn't necessarily play a minute, but a minute in the goddamn series. But he was a solid player, man, when he is out there. You know, he shows up when he's the sixth man or comes off the bench for these teams. Um... Then you have Contavious Caldwell Pope. Now he's a two-time NBA champion, y'all. One of the better role players in NBA history. He reminds me of Lindsey Hunter a little bit. That's what he kind of reminds me of. He's a decent shot maker, but no more so for defense. Definitely gives me Lindsey Hunter vibes. DeAndre Jordan wins a championship. Well-deserved for him, even though he did play today. His only game, but, you know, he played because Jokic and Gordon got into early foul trouble in the first half. But, yeah, man, Jimmy was the biggest disappointment. He played like a fallopian tube tonight. That nigga played like a cervix, a clit. Just like a straight certified coochie. Like, I couldn't believe that he was passing up so many shots in an elimination game. Now, I can see if this was game one, game two. 
getting your nerves and your jitters out. But this is a closeout. You could really go home. Like, Jimmy Butler ain't realized to the fourth quarter, oh, shit, we could go home after this. Bam Adebayo played his ass off this entire series. He was great. I mean, eventually, the the eighth seed was going to show. And this is exactly why they got swept. I almost got swept. I mean... Yeah, motherfucker, go try to fucking laugh at that when I put that out, put this out here. However, you know, Miami wasn't going to win this series. I felt like in the beginning, they were overmatched. Denver just had a more complete roster. Miami needs to go out and get another star player because, uh, Jimmy and Bam are not going to do it. And then, you know, guys like Matt Struess and Gabe Vincent and Duncan Robinson, that ain't good enough. You keep Kyle Lowry. Maybe even keep Kevin Love, even as bad as he was in this series. Damn. Kevin Love got another finals loss. God damn. So what is he now? Like one and three in the NBA finals no he's one in four because he lost three NBA finals you know the Golden State and then he lost against the Nuggets that has to be sobering you know Kyle Lowry lost that's wild But outside of Lowry, Kevin Love, Bam, and Jimmy, the rest of that team was ass. Let's just keep it a B. Let's keep it a hundred. I mean, Caleb Martin was really good during the playoffs. But we talking about Caleb Martin here. This dude ain't even a top 100 NBA player. But he was playing like sometimes he was playing like the second best player in some of those games throughout the playoffs. But Bam definitely stepped it up once the levels got higher. But I feel like that's not enough. I feel like the... I mean, they obviously missed uh, Tyler Hero. Like, Tyler Hero can put up 20 a game. He obviously can put up 20 a game, yo. So he was missed. Victor Oladipo was definitely missed. Could have used him. But I just feel like if the Heat are going to come back and actually win a championship, they need another star and better role players. Which leads me to the final land of the eliminated, the Miami Heat. I mean, it's it's plain and simple. I feel like... Bam and Jimmy are the core, but they need another star or superstar. I mean, I would say Damian Lillard's the perfect guy to fill that hole. 
Maybe. Maybe you could be a dark horse for Chris Paul. There are decent role players that are going to be available during free agency that Miami could swap out because, like I said, I mean, Caleb Martin's good. I think he's going to probably get a payday elsewhere, so he might be gone after next season. Um, Max Struess, you can let him walk. Gabe Vincent, you can let, let him walk. Oladipo is old. I don't think he's going to recover from that injury and be the same Victor Oladipo as before. So I'd let cut him loose as well. Duncan Robinson, he's been okay. But you could upgrade from Robinson. I mean, I'd try to get rid of that contract. Somebody would want him. I just feel like a star player upgrade because Eric Spolstra is definitely going to get the bag. Since Monty Williams got the bag, you know, it's only right for the best coach in the league to get the bag. I think once Miami fulfills everything, bro, they could possibly get back to the finals for another rematch. But, of course, you have to worry about other teams getting better. We can't look into next year yet until the first game of the regular season. And even then, you know, you got trade deadline. Then the NBA draft is in two weeks. So you have to align all of those factors together here. But Denver Nuggets obviously can't be landed the eliminated. They're the champions, so everybody has to beat them. I'm, I assume that this team is definitely going to stay together. I think Reggie Jackson's staying. I can see Jeff Green coming back another year. I can see development of Zeke Naji, Christian Braun. Michael Porter Jr. got his first championship, so I think that he'll step it up next year. But um, that's my show. I want to thank y'all for coming through and fucking with me. This is King Known, Uncensored, Game 5, and I'm gone.